Let me tell you, everything you have heard that is a revelation to you, you must look into your life and point to what came out of you. No, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. In the Lord. And let me tell you what makes people weak is when their prayer life is very and don't tell me you have a very high word life and a low prayer life. How do you know you have a very high word life? It's by your prayer life. Scripture does not come alive to those who don't pray. Once you have the revelation of God's word or the knowledge of God's word, it will point you to other knowledge on the earth that you will use in combination with the knowledge of God's word in order to drive home what you want to get on the earth. Now, I want to start a prayer series. Um, I realize that you don't know the word of God if you are not a prayerful person. You can't know the word. I like you to listen to me very well. One of the things devil succeeds in doing, or that devil likes to do to believers, is to distract them from reading the word, distract them from listening to the word, distract them from having listened, understanding, taking time to understand the word, and then acting on the word. If it distracts you from listening to the word, then let's say it distracts you for some time, and then you've got to listen, then it wants to distract you from taking further steps. So that's what it does. But recently, I found out that nobody has the energy to actually understand the word. Nobody has the power to receive the word, except if that person um, has been prayed for, or that person is a prayerful person. Now that you receive the word is one thing, that you put the word to work is another thing. So it's, it's, it's very important that when devil can lay hold on your prayer life, it can lay hold on any other aspect of your life. You will never see somebody who consistently talk and, or have a conversation with God and not listen to God. You can never see anybody who consistently have conversation with God because that's what prayer is all about. Prayer is a worship and a conversation with God. That's prayer. Having a conversation with God. That's prayer. So, you can see somebody who worship God and have a conversation with him and not be interested in listening to him. And that's clear. You can see somebody who... I know you can say that there are people who are giving to prayer and then they are not giving to the word. Alright? I know there are people like that. And there are people that, like probably in our own... Um, category as I don't know who categorize anybody but in our own category like word of faith there are people who word of faith, word of grace they tend to be more of the word and then they are very low in their prayer life now because they believe, they think they have understanding, you don't have understanding until you pray you don't have wisdom until you pray. There's such an impartation that comes in the place of prayer that brings that your understanding into fruition. That makes you productive. There's, there's a way to always go about what you know. And that is released in the place of prayer. And that is why there's nobody that can teach you from the pulpit into productivity directly. 
there is always an assignment, all right, to be carried out. When a seed is planted, it's got to be watered. Paul planted, Apollo watered, and God gave the increase. Now it's God that gives the increase. The planting of the seed is the sowing of the world. The watering of the seed is more or less like praying and taking further actions with regards regarding the world that was sown. But most of the time, we stop at the planting of the seed. No watering. When a seed is planted, even if you listen to another minister of God, or let's say, like in the case of Paul and Apollo, he is speaking to emphasize what you have heard. He is also speaking to water what you have heard. So that means there are further instructions to take. Now, in case you receive a word from the pulpit, and you need further instructions, that instruction is gotten in the place of prayer. What makes a believer a believer is that you have the service you have in church on Sunday personally in your life, in your closet. And we will know how, if you actually have that relationship, you know, it's wanting to have a relationship with another thing to fellowship. That you have a relationship with somebody does not mean you call the person every day. You have a relationship with the person, but there are people now that you have called now it's been close to six months. But you have a relationship with them. Am I right? There are people like that. But there are people that you have a relationship with, you talk to every day, right? Is that clear? Is that so? True. You talk to every day. So what we are saying is that having a relationship with God is not enough, but taking further steps in that relationship, all right, and Taking advantage of the relationship and turning it into a fellowshipping. You turn it into fellowship. You make an adjustment to go deeper in the things of God. There is no way you can know God by what you hear. By the word you read. You can't know God deeper. You just know about God. You can't know God. There is difference between the two. You, knowing about God is different from knowing God deeper. And knowing God deeper is something that is personal. Hmm. Nobody can know God deeper for you. And that is what I'm saying. Personally, you see, most of the time, churches don't teach the aspect of your personal responsibility, which is very important. The aspect of your personal responsibility is that this thing you have been shown, there are deeper dimensions to it. Then you go in the place of your, in your closet or your privacy to take the word deeper. You take the word. That's what the Bible says that the word they had did not profit them. So everybody can hear the word. But not everybody will profit with the word. But he says that the same scripture. He said the word they had did not profit them. And so because of that, they could not enter into the rest concerning the matter. So they can't produce. Let's say you hear a word concerning marriage now. That does not mean that you have gotten a conviction concerning the marriage. You just heard the word of God from a heart that is convinced concerning the marriage. What God reveals to me is not a revelation to you. Even if it sounds so strange and you say, powerful. What God reveals to me can only be a revelation to you 
when you go further in what you have heard. That's why scripture says in Matthew chapter 13 verse 23, he said the seed that was sown into that good soil. The soil, like using hearts now as a soil, that had understanding. Look at it. He said, but he who received the seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. Something has happened. He processed the word. He said the word did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Not being mixed with faith. Now let me tell you, there is nothing like that can mix the word like prayer. Some of us find it difficult to meditate. It's easy when you pray. Look at it. He said, understand it. He said, who indeed bears fruits and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let me tell you, everything you have heard that is a revelation to you, you must look into your life and point to what came out of it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some of you now, you are hoeing your generation, reality of the revelation you have received. And this is actually the truth. But I'm telling you, let me switch like this to another thing. The scripture speaks in Isaiah chapter 40. Let's go to verse 28. Let me quickly show you, because that is already happening. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. He said, have you not heard, have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Father, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faith nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Now, when he talks like this, he says the everlasting God, the Lord. So, the Holy Spirit does not faint. Holy Spirit cannot be wearied. Holy Spirit understanding is unsearchable. So, Trinity, they are same. Now, look at it. He said, his understanding is unsearchable. Verse 29. I want everybody to read it. And you are going to read it loud. One, two, three, go. It gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, it increases strength. So how does he do it? He just gives power to the weak. The weak take power. Is that the way he does it? There must be some sort of connection between him and the weak. How? It's by prayer. He gives power to the weak and to those who... Look, look, you can be weak. When the Bible says that Beloved, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. You can be weak in the Lord. And let me tell you what makes people weak is when they are low. When their prayer life is very low. And don't tell me you have a very high word life and a low prayer life. How do you know you have a very high word life? It's by your prayer life. Scripture does not come alive to those who don't pray. You can come here and go back the same way if you are not a prayerful person. Our world has gotten to the point now that where people listen or people want somebody that will do quick fix to them, for them. Professor. Professor, Papa. There is no prophecy that jump on people. Go and check throughout the scripture. There is that side of God enabling you to declare 
and prophesy. Or allowing a prophetic declaration upon your life, there is the other aspect that you have to wage war with prophecy. Waging war with prophecy. First, is it First Timothy chapter 1 verse 18? Waging war with prophecy is praying. The things that are declared or foretold concerning your life and your future will not happen automatically. Go to verse 18. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecy previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Can you see it? Can you see it in the Bible? The service was powerful. Prophetic word. Prophetic word. In fact, that word that was said, it was me and blah, blah, blah. You will remain on the same spot because the reason why the word was said was to engage you. Was to make you know that God is interested in you. God has not forgotten you. Are you getting what I'm saying? God has something in stock for you. Then that word came so that you can also take responsibility. That you may wage war. Can you see that? That you may wage war. So no prophet can baptize you with the reality of prophecy. No prophet anywhere. That you may wage the good warfare. Let's go back to Isaiah. Now, let me tell you. I know the reason why some people don't pray. Some of the reason is this. Number one, you have prayed, you don't get answers. Alright? Number two, you are too weak most of the times to pray. Number three, you don't have an idea of what it really means to pray. Prayer is beyond asking and receiving. Prayer is primarily a fellowship. Somebody you have not known in a while, or somebody you have known that you have a relationship with, that you have not spoken. I, I know somebody, he said on my phone, if I have somebody I have not spoken to in three months, I delete the person's number. He said, what that means is that the person is not really, really relevant to what I'm doing. And it's just a blunt businessman. And there are people that if you have a way to keep their number, to be showing all the time, you put their number there. I'm talking about those who are fulfilling purpose on the earth, not those who are just in one relationship nonsense that he said, my love, my this, and the number is somewhere and is blinking. I'm not saying being in a relationship, marital relationship is not correct, that you can't have a phone number of that person. That phone number, you even know it offhand. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you can always connect. What I'm talking about, I'm talking about you not being in that kind of relationship, but you are in a relationship that also help, apart from marriage, that also help in accomplishing what you are doing. To, to help you to accomplish what you want to do. You must consistently be in touch with those people. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. In order to achieve what you want to do. And that is what is called prayer. If you are not in touch with God, you cannot be in touch with creation. If God had never listened to you, no creation will listen to you. I remember somebody who is a preacher, he said that you don't even have audacity or right or authority to speak to men about God if you have not talked to God about men. Glory to God. The same way it is. Most of us want to bear things we've never heard God talk about. 
Most of us desire great things we never heard God talk about. Most of us aspire for good things you never heard God talk about. Now where will you hear God talk about it? In the place of prayer. For in the place of prayer, the revelation comes to you clear. So people don't pray as a result of some of those things. Now, let's go to Isaiah. Let's, let's just be at that Isaiah. I want to show you something there. So I give power to the weak and all that. Isaiah chapter 40. I think we are reading verse 29 or so. So he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Next verse. And then he says, even the youth shall faint and be weary. This is prophetic and it's already happening. And the young men shall utterly fall. Look at what he says. Verse 31. He says, but those who wait on the Lord. Let's read it together. One, two, three, go. But those who wait on the Lord. Strength. A month of wings. I'll be weary. You can imagine somebody who is weak has the capacity or ability to fly. Month up with wings as eagle. To run and not be weary. And to walk and not faint. You see that? You see that? Now, this word faint means I'm not toil. I'm not toil. I'm not labor. Toil. Not that you won't work at all, but you are working under grace. You are walking under the influence of grace. Let me tell you something. You know, Bible says in Romans, I know what are you talking about in Romans, that you see, Bible says I'm no more under the law. I am under the grace of God. So why is prophecy not happening automatically upon your life that you have to wage war? Is that not New Testament? Eh? Some of you don't know that when you pray, grace is made available. That how to activate grace, you can be under grace and it's not activated concerning what you are doing. You can be under grace and your business is not under grace. Because God knows nothing about it. You can be under grace and your academics is not under grace. You can be under grace and your marriage is not under grace. And you wonder. Whereas everything is supposed to be under what? Grace. How? How did you get under grace? You believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus was raised from the dead. The same way everything that will come into your life or that will happen all around your life must be under the grace of God. Glory to God. That is why Bible says in Luke chapter 18 verse 1 that he said this unto them that men ought always to pray and not to faint. That word means to toy or lose hearts. Men always ought to pray and not to lose heart. If you see people who sleep too much, who sometimes sleep in church, they are low on prayer. Let me tell you this. Let me, it can be proven. Even if you don't sleep overnight, you can't be where God is speaking and not be awake. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay? We went for a vigil. We host a minister of God. There was a minister of God that came to minister in a church. And then we went for a VG. That was back then in the university days. So the man of God now said that there's no need for him to go to the hotel or something. That he wants to live, he wants to stay in my house. I was surprised. An elderly man of God. So he got to my house. And then I have in my house, um, 
MP3 series that plays world. It plays overnight. I listen to messages, you know, back then, much more back then, a lot. So we used to carry gig of God's word. Many gig. I said 10 gig, 20 gig. I have a friend who had 250 gig of word of faith, God's word. Messages that if you start listening to it, by the time you are 80 years old, you probably might have listened to everything. Now, so we're doing listen to many God's word. And the pro- that's the problem. Because we are listeners. But we are not producers. The missing link is the prayer. Now, have you seen people that have little word and they pray more? And then they have more actions. They have more productivity. There are denominations like that. And I know you know what I'm talking about. That's why you tend to, with all your word and all your revelation, you tend to respect them. Let me give you an example. There's a guy. I'll finish the case of the man of God. So remind me if I forget. There is a guy who was so sick. Listen to me. He was so sick. He was a believer under grace. He was so sick that maybe hospital rejected him or something. It got complicated. So they took the guy to Elisha. To an elderly hold elder. Not even a pastor. Hold elder. Who happens to be the father of one of my friends. So when the guy got to Elisha, and the elder said, you are sick. So the elder quoted the first scripture. The young man finished the scripture. The elder quoted the second scripture. The young man wanted to finish the scripture. The man said, keep short. If you know it, you won't be sick. Do you know some of you have a revelation and you are actually suffering from that revelation not being in action or in reality in your life right now? Some people have revelation about riches, but you are in debt. Should I shock you? You don't really have a revelation about riches. If you think God about riches, you will not be poor. You will just add about riches. Having a revelation is different from hearing about riches. That is why some people still struggle in sin. And it seems like the teaching of righteousness does not have impact in their life. You know why? They've not taken the message of righteousness into a place of prayer. Where it becomes so clear that God can talk to you like this. That this is my beloved son. In whom I'm well pleased. Regardless of what you have been through. Are you getting what I'm saying? Keep shots if you know it. You won't be sick. And you know what happened? Man, just look at him and pray for him. And that's the end of the sickness. Should I shock you? If you get healing by somebody praying for you, and that's the end of the sickness, you sustain it by continuing in a life of prayer. You didn't hear what I said. You can operate in a revelation and get a quick fix miracle by a revelation of somebody's from somebody's heart. To sustain anything in our spiritual work with God is by prayer. But there is no revelation that will come without further instructions. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. Check the Bible. Check the Bible. The way God spoke about Jesus. Even when Jesus was talking about himself to those two guys on their way to him house, he was telling them 
Bible says he spoke to them concerning what the prophets, the law, have spoken to him. From the scriptures, he explained everything to them. Very progressive. Revelation is very progressive. But it's prayer that keeps you on the track of that. And you know, I find out that prayer is communication of the spirit. One of the signs of life at birth is communication, right? If the baby does not cry, I, we know baby doesn't make statements. Probably if baby is unable to make statements, instead of crying, they will have said that, ah, hello, how are you? But the baby came in and cried. That is a sign of what? Life. You know, most of us have been quieted in the spirit. There is no, that's why when the Israelites were crying, God said, Moses, I am calling you because I have heard the cry of the Israelites. That is how God does. That when you cry in your closet, then God will call for Moses and Pharaoh to come and respond to your cry. Is that clear? But most of the things you believe God for, you just believe magically or one way or the other, maybe spectacularly or miraculously, you just jump somebody and then it will, it will be fixed. No. You know, I remember that it says your sons will see visions and your old men will dream what? Dream dreams. And then we'll find out that the vision of Moses, even though the Israelites prayed and God chose Moses to come and solve the problem of the cry, was a dream of Abraham. That God had told Abraham, that's also time your seed, your, 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 your children, we have to come out. Are you getting what I'm saying? Moses was not in the picture. There is nothing God is asking you to do right now eh? that it has not been spoken to somebody in time past. If you ask big businessmen in this world, they will tell you there are certain things they need to delve into that they can't delve into because they have so much on their hands. So now, who will go into those areas? Is as you pray that God put the vision of the dream in the heart of the old man in your heart to carry out. How do we know you are alive and active in the spirit is by your communication. How do we know? There was a particular book that somebody read and he was talking about it. He said in that book that somebody made a statement and said that, listen up, he said the only thing that distinguishes between a believer and Christ in the realm of the spirit, that there is no difference. That you look exactly like Christ. That the only thing that distinguishes or that tends to separate you from being like Christ in the spirit or that exposes you that you are not Christ because they can't come and attack you because you appear like Christ is your statement. Why believers make wrong statements is because they talk more to men than they talk more to God. Are you getting what I'm saying?
So how do we enhance our spiritual effectiveness? When I mean effectiveness, I mean consciousness. Consciousness and sensitivity. As a believer, you know you live in the spirit. Hmm. Please give us um, Galatians. I want to show you something. Galatians chapter 5 verse 24. Galatians chapter 5 verse 24. Let's see this. It's very important. Can we read 1, 2, 3, go? And those who are Christ has crucified the flesh. Can you read louder? 1, 2, 3, go. Are crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. He was talking about gift of the spirit and work of the flesh. Go to the next verse. If we live in the spirit, you can be somewhere and your effect is not felt. You can live in an environment and people don't know you live there. But for you to start making moves, there must be a walk of the spirit. And let me tell you something. From living to walking is by prayer. Scripture says, can two walk together except they what? Agree. How is the agreement going to come about? Now look at it. How is the agreement going to come about? When the disciples asked him, he said, teach us to pray. He said, pray like this. Our Father who are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's worship. Thy kingdom come. The kingdom had come. Look at the next statement. Thy will be done on the earth. So it's in the place of prayer, you know God's will. It's in the place of prayer. So how do you agree with God if you don't know his will? Now, how do you agree with God if you don't know his will? Then how do you walk with him if you don't agree with him? Then how do you walk with him in that prayer? So it's in the place of prayer. Now look at it. You know, we find out that believers in the Old Testament, they pray without tongues. And this is the reason why I want to start with tongues. The reason is this. It will be easier because there is something for us to do immediately after this. And this is very important. Under the Old Covenant, they didn't have utterance to pray in tongues. Is in few instances, maybe one or two occasions, mainly Sabbath, Sabbath, you understand that you heard tongues. And then they ask, what does this mean? And there was interpretation. Do you remember? Good. But Jesus told them, he said, as I am going, there is another comforter that is coming. And then when he comes, okay, you'll be able to function. All these things, Peter, feed my lamp. It's not, it might not be easy for you without the comforter. Let me tell you, those 12 disciples are direct expressions of whatever you might have to take or do on the earth. They are direct examples. Listen to me, it's very important. Because we can be quick to just brand them ministers of God. And separate your secular job or profession or career, okay, from what you, you know, you say, a secular space. There is a spiritual space. To a spiritual man, every space has a foundation of the spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Every, there is no secular, because you look at it, it says secular. You can look at Europe. You said these people don't just believe, you know, they are not diabolical. They are just neutral people. They kill with guns. They don't call people at night. All those kind of stuff. They are different. There is a demonic operation in that space. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Nothing is going on in the physical without any spiritual undertone. So now, I want to begin our conversations with God with tongue. We're speaking in tongues. Now, listen. It will be easier for you. When you understand what it means to speak in the Holy Spirit, it will be easier. When the Holy Spirit came in out of Apostles, chapter 2, if you read from verse 1, it says, like a mighty rushing wind, it came on them, and it sat upon each and every one of them as a cloving tongue of fire. And verse 4 says, verse 4, verse 4 says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Now look at what it says. And began, so they never did it. Is that clear? And began, they never, as they began, now listen, you will later see that it didn't stop. That was when tongue speaking started officially. And began with other tongues as the Spirit gave them what? Husbands. Now, it's not your language, it's the language of the Spirit. Hmm. You know, in science of language, there's something called coding. I've heard people read about it, so I've not really done personal research about it. There's something called coding. I was trying to share in one of the meetings, I can't remember, that if your parents are Europeans, and while you are growing up, the language you hear them speak is Yoruba language, that's what you'll be speaking. Are you getting what I'm saying? For example, we have people in Lagos who are from the East, they are Hebrews, who understand Yoruba perfectly. If they decide to speak Yoruba, an English language, in their home, their children will grow up not understanding Igbo language, even though they are from there. Are you getting what I'm saying? Speaking in tongues is God's language. When the Holy Spirit gives you utterance, it's a language you did not learn. When the Holy Spirit gives you utterance, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, He changes, He initiates you into a culture with a language. And that language is in unknown tongues. It's not something that you yourself you understand, but you know you are speaking. There are people who argue. But we are not here to solve arguments today. Just believe. That speaking in tongues was a special sign of the apostles. But we know it's for believers. On this, in this upper room, how many people were there? We had one, what? 120 people. Were all apostles? No. So we have other people that were there. So the Bible says, and the Spirit gave them what? Utterance. They were all few. All of them, 120, filled with the Holy Ghost and the Spirit gave them utterance. So, as a believer, you know that speaking in tongues is your heavenly language. And throughout the scriptures, you can see the proof there. If you go to Acts chapter, um, Acts chapter 4, you see that they were filled again. 
You will see Acts chapter 8. People were filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 9. Let's do Acts chapter 9 verse 17. Let me show you Acts chapter 9. Maybe verse 17. You remember when Saul met with God and then the Holy Spirit came and the Holy Spirit sent um, Ananias. Let's see it. He said, and Bible says, Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hand on him. He said, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came and sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Next verse. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales and he received his sight at once and he arose and was baptized. And was baptized. Now I want you to take note. He said that it was, you know, there was no record that he spoke in tongues here. Now, how you know that he began to speak in tongues from here is that Paul spoke in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18. Give us 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18. Look at what it says. I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you heard. Now, we are coming back to this statement. This is Paul speaking to the Corinthians. He said, I thank my God I spoke. So when Ananias laid hand on him, he was not just filled with the spirit. He was also start, he started speaking in tongues. Now, I want you to take note of something because this is very important. Go to chapter 10. When God was reaching out to the Gentiles. Do you remember Cornelius? Acts chapter 10, let's read from verse 44. Acts chapter 10. So forget all the story behind it. Peter went to the Gentile to preach. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. These are non-believers, a devout person, a devout elder, and I believe in Jewish religion, and was fasting, and God said, sent for Peter. And he sent for Peter. So while Peter was speaking, so Peter got there and was speaking. While Peter was speaking the, these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who ate the word. Look at the next verse. And Bible says, And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. As many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. Now let's look at verse 46. Let's read it together. If you can see it, one, two, three, go. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered. Look at the next verse. Can anyone forbid water that this should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So how did they? They were baptized and they what? Spoke in tongues. Now if you go to chapter 8, chapter 19, chapter this, they go to a place, Peter got there, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Paul got there, he said, have you been baptized? They said, it's baptism of John. And they said, eh, so it's baptism of John. And they lay hands on them and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, you see, for some of us to deliberately and consciously engage in this practice, you have to know, you have to know what you benefit, what you stand to gain from it. Because I've seen believers who don't speak in tongues and they are relaxed and they are comfortable. You shouldn't be comfortable. And I've seen believers who have the utterance or the ability to speak in tongues, who have spoken in tongues before, and they do not speak in tongues as they ought to, alright? And they are also relaxed. You shouldn't relax. You shouldn't be comfortable. So I want to address those two. Quickly as I close. Now, go to 1 
Corinthians chapter 14. I will just read through 1 Corinthians chapter 14, but not all. From there, I will go to Jude. Um, share with you some of the things. I've atomized some things, but I will just explain some things to you. Then later on, I will give you the detail about it. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Pursue love and desire spiritual gift, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to who? But to God. Now this is how you know first and foremost that it's a language. He didn't say pray in tongues. He got to a point, he started using the word prayer. You know if you say prayer, you can say something that you have planned. Oh, I'm calling this person. Right? I'm calling that person. Okay? Very early in the morning, I talk to God. But he said a language is not something you plan. You know a language is not something you plan to say. Now, a language is what you do what? You say all the time, right? Now, that's why he said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. Most of us, we don't know we are missing because we are not really knowing what is going on in the realm of the spirit because we are not communicating in the language of God. Listen to this. He said, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks what? Okay. I'm always careful in my life to give people formula. This is the best formula you can have in your life. Concerning prayer. It's written throughout the scripture. I can tell you there are many things that doesn't bring answers to people's prayer. The Bible says you ask and you ask amiss because you want to consume all your loss. Do you understand? In some other places they ask and they couldn't get because the Bible says they were doubtful. In some other places they, they talk and they ask because their tongues were poisoned. Right? Now you realize that once you yield your tongue to speaking in tongues, your tongues will never be poisoned. I have things I'm going to itemize for you because if it means that I will have to take it gradually because we are, we are in a prayer season. And so I, I need to show you this is spirituality. If a man is a prayerful person, then he's a spiritual person. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then he's a spiritual person. You can't pray in tongues and not pick signals in the realm of the spirit. The funniest thing is that you are seated here, there are people beside you on the left, on the right, or something, that things have worked for as a result of speaking in tongues. They can share their experiences. I often wonder how a believer can be confused on a matter. Let me tell you, the reason why you are confused is not because you don't know, but you have many options. You know confusion is as a result of having many options. Uh So now, how to sort out the options, to know the real option, is to pray in the Holy Spirit. You can have business deals and you don't know where to, you don't know, there's no management book that will teach you on how to select the best business deal. There's no management book that can do that for any believer. It's only tongue that can, that can, that can filter every other tongues away. Because there are other tongues. Look at what he says. He says he speaks mysteries. What is mysteries? So that means when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we speak mysteries, right? So what is mysteries? 
So the other time when I asked you to pray in the Holy Spirit, you were speaking mysteries. Okay. So what is the mysteries? Well, another translation put it like this. He said, in the spirit, he speaks divine secrets. Divine secrets. Divine secrets. I want you to go to verse 3. Divine secrets. But he who prophesies preach edification and exhortation and comfort to men. So prophecy is a clear language. When you are full of the Holy Ghost, when you speak in tongues, then you can prophesy. So in this chapter, actually, he's trying to clarify. He's not saying they should not speak in tongues. They should speak in tongues. But in a gathering where you need to address people is prophetic words. So that people can have faith to say amen. They understand what you are saying. But when you speak in tongues, nobody understands. But it's not forbidding us gathering together speaking in tongues. Because you are not speaking to people. You are speaking to yourself. Is that clear? Go to verse 4. So he who speaks in a tongue, what does he do? He edifies himself. Okay. What does it mean to edify yourself? It's from the word, that word is from the word edifice, to build up, right? Now, I will come back to this. Go to Jude, chapter, chapter, chapter uh, verse 20. Jude, verse 20. We'll come back to this. Let's look at that word edify. You can give us in amplify. You can get amplified. Jude, verse 20. It's just one chapter. Edify. One, two, three, go. Can we read together? One, two, three, go. But you, beloved, build yourselves up, funded on your most holy faith. Make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher. Pray. Now, when Bible says higher and higher, rise like an edifice, in what? No, no, how? How? Don't forget Bible says you speak mysteries. And he says, as you speak mysteries, that is divine secrets, he said, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you are building yourself upon or founded on your most holy faith. Now you can connect this to Second Peter, where he says, add to your faith virtue, add to your faith knowledge, add to your faith self-control. If you check all the things he said, add to your faith about, there are things that Normally, for example, the knowledge there is gnosis. The knowledge there is not genosco. It's not epigenosis. The knowledge there is gnosis. Now, don't forget, he said that he has dealt with us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Don't forget, he says, by his divine power, he has done that to us. So, you have the initial knowledge of Christ, but when he say, add to your faith, gnosis. He's talking about scientific knowledge. Hello, listen to me. Because this is where believers are missing it. Once you have the revelation of God's word on the knowledge of God's word, it will point you to the other knowledge on the earth that you will use in combination with the knowledge of God's word in order to drive home what you want to birth on the earth. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it means that we don't know where the information are. But when you pray in the Holy Spirit, it can connect you to where the information are. You can pray in the Holy Spirit and you hear, go and register for ACCA. 
You know the funniest thing? You don't know when it will be needed. I have a friend whose member works with Ambode. I don't know, probably she's successfully working with Sonwolu now. When I say work with, it means when they're in a meeting like this, she's there. It's not, she, she was promoted by Hambody and she, her salary was multiplied by, uh, by nine. Yes. She was in the same office. Now, listen, oh, she's living so big. I met with the lady, we're talking. It's not, this is not, uh, listen, oh. In fact, I told some people in my house, I said there was a plan. I was telling them about the master plan of Lagos. It was that lady that said it. When they got into a meeting with some of the big boys, the technocrats, they were mentioning some of those master plans. So somebody told me, ah, Pastor, that thing you said. That, ah. I said, I want to do Kotima Nyendo Soro These the people that sat with him. That lady is one of them. How did it happen? It came to the lady that she should do this course, do that course, do this course. All of a sudden, there was a need for somebody. All, after she did it, when she did it, she had not updated her CV. Now, listen, you know, this is one thing for you to do something, it's another thing for you to have it on your CV. <laughs> See the way Holy Spirit works, so, so that you can know that this thing we are talking about is not something that is far from your, the event of your life. So you just came to the lady. And let me not deceive you. In that church, the old church, they do fasting and prayer 40 days. It's not... They, they do three days on fruit, the old church. The pastor told me, he said, we, we thought, I first thought it was me that would be doing on fruit. It's later. Ah. I said, that thing you are telling people to do is a very, I know it. Ah. He said, what are you saying? It's a very serious thing. He said, even my associate was almost like pass out, living on fruit for three, four days. No, I'm not joking. It's a church where they don't joke with prayer. One day he told me, he said, ah, me and my pastors, when you do prayers like this, we just go somewhere and pray six hours. After we are done six hours, then we come out. We pray in tongues six hours. And that's why you are not connecting to some thoughts. Thoughts are flying. Divine thoughts. You can't connect to them. They are high-tension thoughts. They only answerable and connect to high-tension people. How you have that kind of high voltage? It's like praying in the Holy Spirit. Endlessly. You don't have plan to, you don't schedule praying in tongues. You don't schedule speaking in tongues. You know what the lady did? Just like he came to her to do all those courses, also came to her to edit her CV. You know how she edited her CV? That same week, that same week, you will know that this is how God works. And you will know there's no mistake in God. There's no mistake. That same week, there was a need for somebody who will occupy that post. She is occupying right now. And when they listed it, this is how you know that your certificate can't get you there. When they listed the things that are qualifications, they are the things the lady just got. They are the things the lady just got. You know what the funniest thing? This is how you know that God's hand is in it. How to now present it and apply is now the problem. You are in the same environment, but not in the exact office where you'll be seeing governor every day. Because the new position is you see governor every day. So somebody who is a friend of governor came to see governor and governor told the person about the need. The person was just thinking. 
And because the lady had a good relationship with people there, so when that friend of governor is coming, probably somebody who is coming and will just pass through to go to see governor in his own office. And then they just talk. So they've been talking with that friend of governor. So they all talk. So probably in the place, in the, uh, the, in, when they were talking, she has spoken that, ah, so, so I just did this, I just did this. And so you had that. Ah. Has the governor mentioned, he said, ah, this thing you are saying, Tola has it now. Do you know governor was shocked? That so somebody in my office have this. Somebody in my office have it. That's how they cancel every form of vehicle. Say, Tola, move up there. Tola, move in. Tola, inside. Tola, inside. Praise the Lord. Listen, you know you have read about Joseph. You know you have read about Joseph. What brought Joseph into the palace? Interpretation of dreams, have you? Good. You have read about Daniel. What brought Daniel into power? Interpretation of dreams? Visions, Abby? Good. On the platform or in the corridor of power, where you are really needed, tongue is not spoken. But tongue will have been spoken in your closet. In your privacy, that thing will have given you necessary inside information. Somebody say inside information. This is secret. Divine secret. When you say divine secret, when you say mysteries, you say mysteries. What you are taking is Merlin. No, that's not. Are you going to say, what you are taking is, um, uh, what's this guy, Harry Potter? That's not mysteries we are talking about. We are talking about things that will later occur, which God has shown to you ahead of time, which by the inspiration of the Spirit will tell you, go and apply it for this, go and do this, go and do this, go and do this. And when you do it, opportunity will show up later, and you connect the opportunity. And see how you connect again. A friend came in and spoke with a friend. Ah, this is you are saying. Tola has it. Praise the Lord. Do you know that that's how the friend could have heard from the governor? If Tola didn't have it, Tola would not have it. You know what believers now do? They go and Google the highest paying skills in 2020. Am I saying that is wrong? No. But the name Google is in the spirit. He says, this is what, this is how he put it. He said, the spirit himself searches the deep things of God. Is that deep things you are speaking out as mysteries? Are you speaking tongues? Are you getting what I'm saying? If you are not speaking in tongues, don't leave this place without speaking in tongues. How does tongue connect to your account? I have shown you. <laughs> how does tongue connect to your market? I have shown you. Don't go there and say, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. You are stupid. Look, in your house, lock yourself inside and pray in the Holy Ghost to the point that the spirit of your business is before you like this. And you are speaking to it. And you are speaking to it. You are speaking to it. Let me tell you, there is nothing that is better by the spirit that will not want to be taken over by humanity. There is nothing. How you maintain, I tell people, I said spiritual capacity or spiritual capital of this church is with me. You can carry strange grace. It's not with you. You know, it's with me. And I maintain it. I communicate with it. And that is why 
Do you know how many people that have left redeem? Do you know how many people that have left winners? In fact, Bishop said, and you are saying you are leaving, and you are hanging, <laughs> you are leaving. Leave. You are not the first, and you will not be the last. Don't forget as you are leaving. Tuesday is fasting for you. Wednesday is fasting for you. Bishop said, they talk behind me, they talk behind me. And they still call me Papa. I'm their Papa. You will supernaturally be, because it's a supernatural language. Let me just stop here. I'll continue from here. I hope you have learned something. I hope you have learned something. Thank you. You know, some people are saying I should continue. They are the ones that will say continue so that they can crucify you later. <laughs> but let me give you an example, uh, an assignment. I want every one of us to make up our mind that as a member, as a steward, you are going to speak in tongues one hour per day till next week. On Wednesday, I'm not talking about tongues. I'm talking about worship healing. So special healing service. Special healing service. So you invite people, the lame, the blind, and blah, blah, blah. So special healing service. So on Sunday, we'll continue. Hmm? So the members and stewards, one hour per day. Then if you are a pastor, you are a minister, two hours. Are you getting what I'm saying? I will have been able to identify you with your spiritual predicament by showing you what happened, what transpired when you start speaking in tongues and in five minutes you sleep off. By showing you what happened when you start speaking in tongues and it doesn't run smoothly and you are discouraged. By showing you what happens sometimes when you speak in tongues and you pass through that sleeping, you escape that sleeping time and then you are now weak. You can't bet further. Because there is no spiritual giant you ever see in this life that have not passed through anything anybody is passing through. There's no spiritual giant. There's nobody. So, but then, if we have the opportunity, next Sunday we'll be able to speak. The way we are looking at prayer this time is not a pray and say amen thing. We are looking at prayer in the real context. The primary purpose of prayer. And if we look at it like that and we pray, because you don't really know prayer until you pray. That's what I'm telling people, that you claim you know God's word. You don't really know God's word until it starts working in your hands. How can a student say that I'm a brilliant student and you are scoring zero? No, no, what's, what's the proof that shows that you are praying? Is it because we always see you on the mountain? No, it's because if Pastor Yadebo says he prays a lot now, will you dispute? You won't dispute. And Pastor Yadeboe does not need to even say he prays a lot because you can see the results. Is that not it? <laughs> Praise God. Glory to God. Let's rise on our feet. Father, we give you praise. Can you pray in the Holy Spirit? Can you pray in the Holy Spirit? We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word by Pastor Papa Obisaya, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information, and now to be a partner and others, contact plus 234-8035-858047 or send a mail to talkwayobisayo at gmail.com. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny.